Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Beyond Queer Stories. <laughs> Today, we have a returning guest, Kay. Kay is your friendly neighborhood bearded NB in their late 20s, tethered to the suburbs. Last you heard of them, they were a carpenter by day and a loudmouth by night, and still one half of the Baldwin kids. But that carpentry job dissolved in what they increasingly suspect was either racism or favoritism. Now they're part of a customer service team for, while the sake of privacy, they'll just say a medieval arms dealer. They are still the resident language nerd and have been focusing on getting better with their ASL, which is difficult to demonstrate while recording for a podcast episode. The fun part of their new job is that they actually get to use their French, and it's telling them how rusty they are at it. Their story for today's episode is actually a bit of a prequel to their first appearance here. It's how everything had fell apart when they tried adulting for the first time. Yay! Welcome back! Hey! So excited. (laughs) So yeah, I think we're both having reactions to that last job, and Mm. it sounds like that was not a very good experience. Yeah, and I know I was talking about it a little bit before we started recording, but Mm -hmm. for those at home, um, (laughs) the short version is, and again, I'm being nonspecific because I don't want anybody to get in trouble, namely myself. Um, the short version is, was that I was being told that I was working too slow despite specific employee constantly going to the bathroom and texting, constantly stopping what he was doing and going off to talk to other employees, not only slowing himself down, but slowing other people down. And it had been a recurring issue between my, with myself, um, and a friend of mine who had become a coworker. And we brought this up to the foreman multiple times, like, hey, he needs to actually work. Hey, he needs to actually work. Hey, he needs to actually work. He's not here to talk and so on and so forth. Somehow he's magically still employed. But me, who I go off and talk to my friend maybe once or twice, and that's only if I have something to bring over to the machine that he works on to, you know, get cut. Um, Because I'm there to make a paycheck. Any job that I'm working at, I'm there to make a paycheck. I'm not necessarily there to make friends, but if I make friends, it's a bonus. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I screwed around all that often, but because I was working too slow with gratuitous air quotes, um, they decided to fire me. Hmm. Trash. Yeah, double trash, because the other, my old nemesis only just got fired, and that was shady. I love how you said nemesis. He, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be nice. (laughs) I, I, I wish you well. (laughs) You know who you are. I wish you well. Just, you know. Don't pay as much attention to traffic lights, and we'll see what happens. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm and kidding. I'm realizing I skipped the identity question. So, going bases off of your last episode, <laughs> well, we'll um, some things have changed with how you identify. Not too much, but we'd like you to like touch on that a little bit. Yeah, I still ID as pansexual and non-binary, mm-hmm. um, but especially with my new job, I don't know. I pronouns haven't been that big of a deal for me. I just the only thing is that I would like people to stay consistent, but he, she, they, whatever. I'm still me. Mm-hmm. Got it. That's fair. But other than that, still doesn't really matter to me like what another person is if I'm attracted to them or not. It's just if it's there, it's there. If not, I don't know. As I'm getting older, it's a lot of okay happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Cool. <clears throat> so how did you? kind of process through that work experience 
I'm still processing. It yeah. was actually, um, especially towards the end, it started getting really toxic. Not just mm-hmm. the favoritism and or possible racism aspect, but um, the owner of the place uh, took it upon himself to full-fledged cuss me out on Valentine's Day. Ooh. Oh, wow. Because I was working on projects in an order that he didn't like, mm-hmm. even though I was never told that there needed to be a specific order. Mm-hmm. So some toxicity going on, it sounds oh, like. Oh, yeah, but from him, from the foreman, who actually had been gone because he had his first child, which, I mean, congratulations, but y'all said you had a plan for when this was going to happen because we all knew it was going to happen, and yet mm-hmm. here we are at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was getting pretty toxic. The owner, again, at one point flat out said, you're really starting to piss me off very loudly to the rest of the workshop or in a way that the rest of the workshop could hear. I don't know, and I'm realizing just how toxic it was with this new job because it's warm and inviting and welcoming and funny and fun. Awesome. And a lot less hot. Literally? Oh, God. It's it's more of an office setting now. Okay. Um, the the workshop job I had during the summer, we would have the garage, well, the, uh, yeah, the garage door open, all of the doors as wide open as possible to get airflow going mm-hmm. to try to keep us cooled off because mm-hmm. there was no... Apparently, before I, I had started there, they tried air conditioning the work, workshop for one month, and then they got the light bill. Oh, <laughs> and they're like, no. Never again. <laughs> Y'all aren't worth paying for air. <laughs> that, it was, or they couldn't afford it? it they couldn't afford it. It was oh, astronomical, like in the thousands. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, in the tens of thousands, I think, actually, because we're already at the th- they were already at the thousands because of the machines that yeah. are being used, mm-hmm. and to, you know cool comfortably cool off a what was it like ten thousand square foot workshop mm-hmm. wow it's it's, it's, it's gonna be expansive yeah mm-hmm. wow so this new job sounds interesting when mm-hmm. did you start this by the way um middle of last month oh okay so it's still pretty new i'm still mm-hmm. learning the ropes i get to talk to people all over the world help them develop their passions help them um you know, get stuff that they need for their passions. I mean, I, I can't go into specifics because privacy. Yeah. Um, but like I helped one customer's kid go into his first HEMA tournament. HEMA is H E M A, it's historical European martial arts. Ooh. Um okay. but helped figure out the right stuff for his first HEMA tournament. Um, helped other people get their stuff together because they're planning on going to Ren Fairs, either mm-hmm. in their area or the one not too far from here. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of anything else I can say without getting in trouble. <laughs> well, you mentioned the environment there feels much more positive. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's, I mean, the environment overall is a lot more positive. People are j- cracking jokes here and there. Mm-hmm. We're not making, like, mean jokes about customers, but a lot of the time, well, let me back it up. I have a uh, I have a thing above my monitor that just says reading is fundamental. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, I'll get emails that wouldn't have needed to be sent had reading been fundamental to that customer. Because <laughs> yeah. it clearly says on the bottom of the site that um, processing time for orders takes three to four business days. Mm-hmm. And somebody will place an order and then a smooth two hours later will be like, where's my tracking information? <laughs> In two hours? Like 
girl, we're not Amazon. There's ten of us. <laughs> Even Amazon doesn't turn it around that quick. Exactly. But And they've gotten slower over time, too. That two-day shipping does not mean two-day shipping anymore. Oh, yeah. My ex managed to actually finesse, like, six months of free Prime out of them oh, for calling them out on that. Like, I pay all this money for Prime for two-day shipping, and you guys and you, won't provide it. Yeah, it's not two-day anymore. Yeah, yeah. He, he karen at them as much as possible. Nice. <laughs> but you all are supposed to have tracking that. two hours. Get that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, especially, and the biggest one is that we also offer sharpening services for some of the, for a good majority of the items that we sell. Nice. Mm-hmm. And people will do the same thing, even though it clearly says, when you click on sharpening, it clearly says, adds about one week to processing time. Nobody reads anymore. Yeah. Two days later, hi, where's my tracking information? Your sword hasn't even gotten to the sharpener yet. Calm down. But... <laughs> The people are fun. The people are funny. I could actually crack a bunch of my nerdy jokes, and it'll actually make sense, unlike the other place. So it sounds like you feel like you fit. It's a better fit for you. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Exercise my nerdy passions. I get to use my multiple languages. I get to um, crack bad puns and have the owner just groan loudly from his office and start laughing. We are on a puns roll today. I love it. Fucking love puns. Yes. I love them aggressively. (laughs) Got my coworker to to yell at me with my uh, usual thing that I say when I'm leaving, which is I need to make like a baby and head out. Oh my (laughs) god! I love that. It takes a second, and then it's like, oh, uh, that's hilarious. Fuck off with that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yes, I love it. That's me aggressively loving your buds. (laughs) Well, not loving mine, but loving them in general, that same, ugh. Right, I I love that. That's hilarious. Are you out at work? Yes. Nice. Well, let me amend that. I don't make any attempts to hide like i'll openly say my exes with male pronouns mm-hmm. um and nobody really cares it's nice when you can seamlessly just like be who you are and not feel like it needs to be a whole discussion mm-hmm. oh and the best part is because it's not as industrial and i don't work with acetone i can actually start doing stuff because mm-hmm. i've been wanting to try painting my nails for a while mm-hmm. um and again with the workshop job one of the chemicals was literally like 80 percent acetone oh yeah and would hard. On without fail, like if you had a band-aid wrapped around your finger and you were wiping something down with a rag soaked in that, lift up your hand and the band-aid would just fall melt. right off. No, it wouldn't melt. It would eat the adhesive. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but Uh-oh. now I can actually do what I want. I can wear what I want. Nice. That's great. So you haven't experimented with your nails yet? No. And I What's, what's clearly your first to color going to be? So I, okay, <clears throat> I have to disclose. <laughs> One of my addictions is nail polish. Mm-hmm. I might have over 400 bottles of nail polish. Oh. Will not <sighs> confirm nor deny. What? So that is where my curiosity about what color you would like to start with comes from. My strange addiction. <laughs> my Next strange up. addiction. Don. Are you going to submit me? Ashabi? <laughs> why is she on the show? Well, she just mentioned she had 400 bottles of nail polish. I'm not <laughs> sure why or where she stores this. but Oh, on my wall. They're on display on my wall behind my door. You walk in my door and it's like, like that opening on the wall there. So like for like the listeners, it's what, like four ish feet, three, any three. The opening between the board thing and the wall. So imagine that that's about the opening where they're at and they go from floor to ceiling at my apartment of like just display shelves. 
And then next to them, I have hung, like, all the samples of, like, the little fake nails painted. So you don't have to, like, open the bottle. Because you don't open the bottle. It's not the same color. Going on nail polish tangent. Anyways, (laughs) what color would you like to start with? (laughs) (laughs) There are lots of options. (laughs) I don't know yet. Now that I actually can, it's kind of, I have a rainbow of possibilities. Yes, exactly. I might, given that Pride's coming up, I might do, like, rainbow colors, just, you know, red, orange, yellow, and so on. Nice. That's fun. It's going to be expensive, because I have to buy each color, but... Uh, Mm -hmm. If you need to borrow some, let me know. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) She has a plethora of (laughs) colors. Are they, like, color-coordinated? Yeah. It's like a rainbow on my wall. It's beautiful. Just so your e- story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you look equal parts impressed and repulsed. I'm just like, how... I'll show you a picture later. Like, is it like they dry out though? So do you they like? They really don't. Like some of them are really old. How long have you had? My oh, oldest. Yeah. Is probably like from 2005. Yeah, My but I check them periodically to make sure they're not dried out, and if they're not, then I keep them on the shelf. So I feel like we have an episode <laughs> about Don talking about. I'm just like, polish. no, I would bore everybody. I, no, Nobody I mean, like, I'm, like, I'm like thoroughly fascinated because, like, obviously people have hobbies and like what they like, but I'm just like, 400 bottles of nail polish. That's why I tell people, like, if my nails aren't done, that reflects like how busy I am. Mm. Like, I have not had polish. This is probably the longest I've gone without polish on my nails. Because I've, they're like, I prepared them, they're filed and ready to go, but I haven't had time to paint them yet. So my <sighs> nails are always a reflection of my life. <clears throat> How busy am I? How crazy are things right now? <clears throat> yeah, just look at my nails. Okay. I'll tell you. I respect that. <laughs> I have no, no judgment. Oh, thank you. Yep, yep. Judgment free zone. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Just questions. Curiosity. <laughs> That's all I got. Curiosity is good. <laughs> Well, like, but based on that judgment-free zone, like, it's nice to hear that a space, a workspace, can be judgment-free to the point you feel like you go in with your nails painted, people aren't going to blink an eye. They're Mm -hmm. just going to be like, hey, what's up? Like, that, I imagine, feels really good. Because I remember when I used to work in a space where, like, I felt like I couldn't be out, and when I started working in a place where I could be out, the amount of weight lifted from me was like something I didn't I didn't realize I had so much pressure on me until I experienced being able to be out and I was like wow I feel so light Uh so that must feel pretty good too to be able to even fathom going in and being like oh yeah I painted my nails this weekend Uh yeah I just have to make sure I do it on like a Sunday because I'm also I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode but I am still teaching swim lessons Mm. oh cool Mm -hmm. so like even now is it more busy now that it's summer I'm intentionally making sure that it's not. Ah, good job. Good boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll save that for another story, because okay. I, have, I have feelings about that. Okay. About? Um, the direction that facility is going in. Mm, okay. But I'll save that for either another episode or off the air. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Sounds good. We are... Shit. These um, episodes go so fast. Yeah. I was going to say, I can... <laughs> condense the story a little no no no, no 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 not that i just like am surprised to look at the time and see it's already time for your story yeah i feel like we just started chatting just have oh. conversations just like flow. It, when they flow i mean that's a good sign yeah. when mm-hmm. they're just flowing yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it is about story time i tried to 
tried to move out from my parents' place when I was 20. It was either 20 or 21. It was 21, because it was 2012. Okay, I accidentally aged myself, but oh well. <laughs> um, I, at the time, had a 1988 Chevy S10 uh, extended cab pickup truck. It was my first car that I paid for myself out of my pocket. It was mine and nobody else's. Um, it was also very old and really needed new brakes. <laughs> that is important for later on. Oh, okay. Okay. So fast forward to the after the moving part, I moved down with my uh, old college roommate, uh, who we'll call Danny. Moved down to his trailer in Metamora with him and his wife, uh, Jenna. Danny and Jenna were super welcoming. We hung out. We were good friends. We abused the mess out of Danny's um, grill. And at one point, I accidentally set the grill on fire. You're so, you're, yeah, you're kind of. That's kind of the point. But I made the mistake of wrapping bratwurst in bacon and leaving it closed, Ooh. and then I come back to an inferno. Mm. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, it's a little terrifying. <laughs> But, you know, un- disconnected everything, uh, turned off all the gas, et cetera, et cetera. But I moved down there because I'd had a job set up. Um, Jenna just so happened to be an assistant manager at what we'll call the Central Illinois Thrift Store. So she got me an in. I had a quick interview. And they're like, yeah, we'll take you. You already know everything. We're not going to worry about background checks and stuff because, you know, she's vouching for you. So I get in. I'm working. It's just past minimum wage. But the cost of living is so hilariously low down there that I was actually – towards when this the story really gets into it um i was actually looking at apartments to split with somebody because i was making more than enough to almost afford a studio on my own i just i don't like living alone so we get to a point in i want to say september in september i'm you know just minding my own business um i leave work one day and actually we need to take a couple steps back my brakes went out a little bit after I moved down there, so I'd been using Jenna's car to get to and from work, you know, giving her rides, riding with her, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I eventually just go to the local bank and take out a small loan because it was like six, five, six hundred dollars to get my brakes fixed. I turn on my blinkers and limp my truck up to the uh, mechanic that's right by the thrift store, but I drop it off, get it fixed, and um, you know, get it back after paying off the loan or you know, paying with the loan. And so I'm leaving, and my rearview mirror just just goes, you know what, I'm done working. And it just falls off the windshield. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Let me just go to Walmart, because they're everywhere down there. But, you know, I go to go pull into Walmart, and as I'm pulling in, I realize that there is a Washington cop behind me. Um, and I almost immediately get pulled over. And he's like, yeah, I saw that you're, you didn't have a rearview mirror, blah, blah, blah. Can I see your license and registration and proof of insurance? I'm like, yeah, 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 here. So I give him that, I'm like, yeah, I was literally pulling into here to pick up the adhesive to put my um, rearview mirror back on. It just fell off two minutes ago. Um, you can still see, like, the dust and stuff around that. And I pointed to him, I was like, yeah, let me just run this and I'll be right back. And then he comes back, you know, a couple minutes later. And I'm sitting there trying my best not to freak out because getting pulled over gives me full-blown anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. And he tells me that my license was suspended. He didn't have any idea why, just that it was suspended and that I was driving on a suspended license which that would also be another story, so I could come back a third time. But he tells me that my license is suspended and that I need to, you know, get out of the car so they can do their business, and I do because I'm trying my best not to freak out the whole time. And I'm shaking because I also kept, like, I kept a little folding pocket knife on me Mm. for work because it's easier to cut, just flip it open, cut a box, put it away um, as a backup instead of having a box cutter because nine times out of ten I left my box cutter somewhere or another. But I end up cuffed and in the back of a cop car, 
and I'm trying my best not to cry and freak out, uh, watching them tow my truck that I had just gotten back that same day. And the cop eventually comes back and he's like, you were, you know, you were trying, you sounded like you were trying to be really, um, cooperative with this. You know, I can take you anywhere within city limits. I'm not going to book you. So I go, just drop me back off at work. Cause, um, work and home were two neighboring cities, but obviously he said he could only take me within city limits. So I'm like, Hey, uh, Jenna's working. I'll just, you know, hop a ride home with her. So I get there. Um, I tell her what happened. Um, I figure out, you know, having somebody cover my shift for the next day so I can make a bunch of calls and figure out what's going on. And while I'm waiting for her to get off because, you know, she was closing, she was the closing manager that night, I go into the donation bay and grab a couple of sheets of blank printer paper and I'm leaning up against an empty workstation. I'm just kind of drawing and chit-chatting with a couple of my coworkers. You know, it was obvious that I wasn't really working. I was just hanging out. So we go home. We think nothing of it. I get a call the next afternoon as I'm doing all sorts of search on Illinois' websites about, you know, why your license might be suspended, what would have happened, and so on and so forth. And then my phone goes off. You know, I pick it up. Uh, hi, can I ask who's calling? And I get, hi, this is Nikki Jackson from the Central Illinois Thrift Store HR Department. Uh, I just got a report that you were uh, working while off the clock. This is a massive policy violation, and therefore your employment is terminated. Goodbye. And hangs up. So I'm sitting there, basically blue-screened, just mouth slightly agape, not sure what to do. Mind you, and I didn't mention this detail earlier, um, Danny had actually just gotten laid off from his temp job. And then Jenna comes home in tears because Nikki had also called Jenna and said that because Jenna let me work while off the clock, that Jenna was fired from a job she'd had for seven years. With, I think, maybe two uh, write-ups for being late over those entire seven years. So <laughs> I was out of a job. Danny was out of a job. Jenna was out of a job all in the course of two weeks. So <laughs> we all caravan up to the local temp agency and keep going back and forth to try to get jobs doing one thing, jobs doing another. I know at one point I was begrudgingly passing out trash bag samples at the local Costco. <laughs> um, you know, with that, the, with the plastic retail smile. Hi, would you like a sample? Uh, you know, the, the the fake smile that doesn't reach your eyes for those listening at home. But in the matter of about 36 hours, my car got impounded. My Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, the cop took my license, like just confiscated it because it was a suspended license. I'm glad I had a passport at the time because I could still, you know, use that to verify my age in case I wanted to go out drinking or anything. Because after that much, you kind of want to. But, you know, everything ended up working out after that. Danny ended up finding another job and doing better. Uh, Jenna ended up finding a job with her mom at the local hospital. And I ended up pulling a handful of strings and getting a friend of mine from when I was doing football in high school to come down with his mom's van, help me move all of my stuff back up to the Chicago suburbs. And I, you know, came back. I did theater for a little while. I, you know, started getting back into trying to see people because I'd also broken up with my uh, partner of eight months at the time. Um, so yeah, <laughs> relationship, car, license, and job all at once. But like I said, it ended up all working out because I did that play. The play went really well and the director saw that I was trying to better myself. He, he was the one that gave me the ride to the job fair to the place that ultimately tested me for that, or the, that I applied for for that lifeguard job that I was talking about in the last episode. 
Um, he was also the one that actually gave me the money to uh, help buy my first car after I came back. So it all sucked, but it ended up working out in the end. And that's also why I always push extracurricular activities so hard. Had I not done theater, I don't know where I, where I... Let me take a step back. Had I not done theater or football, I don't know where I'd be right now. Because the football buddy was the one that moved me back, but the director was the one that financed this, that helped me with the job fair, that had a very magnanimous speech at my housewarming party for the apartment I'm in now. He's the kind of guy that can really command a room. But, yeah. It sucked, but I wouldn't change what happened. Because it would make me a different person than what I am now. And while I'm not super satisfied with what I am now, I am ever-changing and evolving. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's a lot. That is a lot to go through mm -hmm. in a couple of weeks. And I feel like there are some people who would have handled that very, very differently and just like... Like, all of that can be so overwhelming. People sometimes just give up and just like, fuck it. Like, I can't do any of this. I can't handle any of this. That whole thing was actually an inspiration for a tattoo that I ultimately want to get. Mm. Um, it's a Latin phrase, and I know some Latin scholars on the other end of this are probably going to scream at me for butchering it. But the phrase is, aut viam invinium aut facium, over my collarbones, mm -hmm. which translates out to, either I shall find a way or make one. Mm, I like that. Because if I want to get a job or something like that, well, if I want to survive at least in that context i'm going to mm -hmm. try and stop me mm -hmm. and you will be disappointed after um all this ended up happening would you say that you're in a better obviously i mean i feel like it's obvious but would you say that you're in a better place now like emotionally and like mentally oh, and like, relationship wise <laughs> it's like all of that just kind of like hit the fan at once yeah i'm i'm in a much better place i'm living with and no shade to danny and jenna but I'm living with better people now. I don't feel like I have to hide anything of what I am where I'm living now, and that makes home feel more peaceful. Still working on building what I feel like would be an absolutely 100% home, but it's close. Mm -hmm. It's close enough for me to want to continue to be with the people I'm with, including my one roommate who is a Virgo to a T, mm -hmm. to both my joy and dismay. <laughs> What's your sign? Aries. 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 <laughs> so I know you said this is kind of could be a whole nother story, but I'm so curious about the license being suspended piece because that happened to me before mm -hmm. I got arrested before for my license being suspended and I had no idea it was suspended. Mm -hmm. So it happens, right? Like it's so fucked up, but it happens and you don't always even know. So, but how does it happen? Like what situation made you Don and what the situation made you? Do you want me to start? I was going to say, I... Yeah, go for it. Either or. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> short version, because I'm trying to not give it away if I want to save it for another story. Uh, say it, say it. Just it, like it's quick. It's part of your plot. Quick, short, short and dirty version. Uh, quick and dirty version, um, people like calling the pigs too much. Mm. I'm sorry, what did you say? People like calling the pigs too much. Are you serious? Yup. So and you had no idea that people were making mm. these calls, and, and then Sli it affected well, your license? Well, here, slightly less... Uh, short version the brakes remember how i said the brakes yeah. on that truck were going out mm -hmm. they went out while i was up here and i dinged somebody mm -hmm. there was no damage to their car but but mm -hmm. they were determined to call the cops on me anyway 
And that is enough to get your license suspended? My, my insurance had lapsed because I changed bank accounts. Mm. Okay. And I forgot to change my ins- my where my insurance was being pulled from. Mm-hmm. How do they not notify people when your license is suspended? Like, that's what blows my mind with that. Mm-hmm. Because you think it would be a good idea to notify somebody. If you do not make a change to this, your license will be suspended 30 days from the posting of this Something, letter. Something, mm-hmm. anything. Like, you obviously know the person's address on their license. Like, send some notice. Because mm-hmm. I had no idea either. Like, I was, it was ridiculous. Where, like, I came from a very privileged position to just think it was funny in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, I can acknowledge, like, because of who I am, like, it was more of a humorous situation for me because I didn't feel threatened. Mm-hmm. But I had been pulled in front of a grocery store because my boyfriend at the time was running in to cash a check. Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, part of it is, like, that emergency parking in front of a mm-hmm. store sometimes. And I was in there and a cop pulled up behind me. And I didn't think anything of it. And ran my plates, and then he got back in the car, and he lived just down the street, so we were driving back to his house, and they literally pulled me over on his block, and his family was outside in the front, and they saw me get pulled over, and the cop is like, your license is suspended, like, we have to take you in, because you're driving on a suspended license. I'm like, how is it suspended? And luckily, they let him drive my car back, because we were like... 10 houses down from his house mm. where we were going so they let him drive my car back but they took me into the police station and i was just like this is so like i didn't know my license suspended like how am i supposed to do anything about it if you don't tell me mm-hmm. so to me it was just like kind of humorous and annoying and like he had to come bail me out and then i had to pay all these fees and get my license back but i had no idea and like i was very fortunate where like in my position, like, I wasn't worried about them doing anything to me. I wasn't worried about – it was – well, there was some misogyny going on. I will say that because they did handcuff me at the police station, like, to the bench because, like, mm-hmm. they didn't have, like, cell or whatever. So they had me handcuffed to the bench. And this is kind of fucked up part of it. I could tell that the cop who brought me in had told his coworkers, like, oh, I just brought this girl in, like, go take a look at her. And all of a sudden, all these cops started, like, parading through just to, like, look at me. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And they'd all come in and, like, chit-chat and leave. And then, like, the next one would come in. I'm like, this is kind of fucked up. So then I started feeling a little uncomfortable because mm-hmm. I'm, like, here locked up to a bench. And they're, like, telling their coworker cops to come in and, like, check me out, which was not cool. Luckily, I wasn't there for too long. But... They don't even tell it like it's just like a fucked up system where like that could go down really bad for somebody who has different identities, who has a different experience, because that's upsetting Mm -hmm. to find out news that you should have been informed of. And I could see somebody being like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean it's suspended? And asking questions that people might then like, quote, feel threatened by. Right. Because they're questioning it Mm -hmm. because you don't know. And that can all can totally go down so differently. Yeah, I like the cop that pulled me over. I immediately like he could tell like just from the look in my face that I had no clue what was going on, and I'm mm-hmm. asking him, you know, would this have happened if like my identity had been stolen or something like that? Right. Like, I've got insurance here and everything. Mm-hmm. Apparently, my insurance didn't count for anything because I needed SR22 because I didn't have insurance when that. That's spoilers. Okay. Spoilers. Save it for later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
but like he could tell that I was distressed and I think that's why he didn't take me in which I will 100% recognize that that was a huge privilege of, that I guess my terror struck a chord with him because he decided not to take me in because like he even let me they even cuffed me in the front instead of in the back so I'm like, I have, I have nowhere to go. Can I just, my arms don't go that far back. Can I please? Well, I'm glad that it felt like they were respectful and they, yeah, handled it in the best way possible because that's scary. Like, it's scary anytime, like, a cop's like, just coming at you and then telling you stuff about yourself you don't even know. Mm-hmm. So, like, is there any normal way to figure out if your license is suspended? <laughs> I guess bump over to Illinois or, oh, what's it called? The internet version of the DMV. Do they post it on there? Like, can you go check it? I think there's a way for you to actually check it, but you have to seek the information out. They're not going to tell you. Yeah, so you have to, like, periodically be like, let me check if my license is suspended. That's bullshit. They will tell you that your license plate is going to be expiring soon and that you need to pay them money. Right. (laughs) But no notice if if you totally will get arrested for driving. No, of course not, because if you get get arrested for driving on a suspended license, that means that there's more money coming to them for Mm -hmm. legal fees and getting your car. It costs a lot. Yeah. How much is a lot, if you don't mind disclosing? Um, for you, was it different for both of you? I just, because my car had been impounded and I wasn't trying to get it back, all mm-hmm. I had to do was uh, sign up for SR-22 insurance and work on paying back that loan. So it was like the, f- I think the loan was 500 mm-hmm. Um, But the 500 plus the insurance for three years. Damn. I was lucky my car didn't get impounded. But then the bail was like 50 and then the fees for – apparently I had a bunch of tickets I didn't know about. Like mm-hmm. at the time I was living in northwest Indiana and working and going to school in the northwest suburbs. Mm. So I was driving all the time like late at night and on the expressway I guess I had tickets I didn't realize somehow. I don't I don't know how that even happened. Mm. But – um. I had to pay all those fines and pay court fees, so mm-hmm. it was like hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. to like pay all that off, plus the fifty dollars. Oh out. yeah, I also had to do a hundred hours of community service. I almost, I almost forgot to mention that. Even though they didn't take you in. Yeah, because I because I was still convicted of driving on a suspended license. You were convicted for that, even though you were As doing in, it unawareing. Being th- yep, ignorance so of the ridiculous. law does not mean anything. Right. Yeah. But the judge was nice and let me nice um gratuitous air quotes mm-hmm. but let me I, I think it was like 30 or 40 dollars for the court fees and then just 100 hours of community service and call it a day that's a fucked up system if i've ever seen one mm-hmm. like sure you can't is. even like be aware of the information like this and you're gonna be penalized for it that's mm-hmm. just fucking stupid <sighs> and the fact that the cop didn't have access to that when yeah, you just... got pulled over like oh it's suspended but i don't know why i don't know anything either it's well, you got to remember, they only train for six months. They don't need to know the law. I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> I wish I had my shade button active. Some shade still, over it. I still need to get one for pride because I plan on being as loud and obnoxious I'm as possible. I'm literally that. My fans have shade on it, and I'm going to be clocking that shit every single day. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been all over the suburb. Like, that's central Illinois you Let, were in? Let's see. Uh, I was in Metamora, which is a suburb of Peoria. Okay, I was wondering where that was at. I've never heard of that. It's like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes uh, east of Peoria. So in between like Peoria and Champaign? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Metamora, Bolingbrook, Joliet, Crest Hill, Aurora, 
uh, Downers Grove, uh, Westmont, uh, Hillside. I've been everywhere. Have you ever lived in the city? Uh, when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah. Actually born in Chicago. Actually grew up in Chicago until I was 12 or 13. So I'm not one of those suburban posers. <laughs> <laughs> they transitioned into the suburban kid. Suburbs can be nice, but the, a car is almost a requirement. Meanwhile, I've got yeah. friends who live here that, eh, I don't need a license. Yeah, don't mm -hmm. need a car. It's whatever. It's like CTA is like everywhere. Mm -hmm. So we've got the best public transit in like the world. My co-host even agrees with that. Yeah. Because he moved from the Bay Area mm. um, and dealing with the BART system and then coming over to Chicago and its venture system. And he's just like, I can just go anywhere. Yeah. Mm. It's literally the best. Yeah, and kind of speaking on that, last episode you were on, we didn't get to talk a whole lot about your podcast. Mm -hmm. We, like, touched on it in the plug, so... Yeah, because it... it why don't you tell us... You, like, just mentioned your co-host. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? It hadn't gotten start, started in earnest. Now here we're going several months strong. Very cool. Um, and then I'll, I can just do the, the little tagline, because I feel like that best explains it. Yeah. <clears throat> Welcome to the Baldwin Kids Podcast, a space dedicated to discussing sociopolitics, mental health, and nerd culture. Love it. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, he and I, as the tagline says, will treat uh, politics similar to how some people treat pop culture. Mm -hmm. um, just because, especially with how much of a circus it is now, mm -hmm. you can either be... Lots of content. Yeah, lots and lots of content. You can either be like upset and lock yourself away, or you can be proactive, keep people informed as to what's going on and try your best to combat what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then mental health. Cause I, I don't remember if I mentioned this before, but I, um, I did cause I said I wanted to direct an all black production of next to normal, but we still try to talk about mental health issues. It's mm -hmm. nothing like a dissertation on the evolution of diagnosis of this, that, or the other. No, it's never anything like that. It's, it's, talking like just talking about it to try to remove the stigma from it you know mm -hmm. um we've had episodes talking about how like dealing with deaths that you're of uh, people that you're close to um how you um you know what you can do what what we do as our coping methods and whether or not we think the other's coping method is healthy and what we can do to try to have better coping methods mm -hmm. um dealing with body positivity and navigating being big black and queer with these uh <laughs> hookup apps that glorify white twinks 99 percent of the time those same twinks that like to have no blacks no facts no asians <laughs> i'm not racist it's just a preference <laughs> and i just want to fling them into orbit because <laughs> that's literally racism mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's still ridiculously prevalent oh. and i've heard been hearing about that for years absolutely yeah. my yeah. friends send me screenshots all the time about oh. really? <gasps> it's awful so he actually got somebody fired who my co-host Ooh. the condensed version because we actually did talk about this on the show so it is okay to talk about but the condensed version is that a friend of his was on the receiving end of some hostile commentary from a very entitled white gay out of Texas. Hmm. Said entitled white gay out of Texas had the nerve to have his job posted and use the same picture on his uh, hookup profile as his Facebook account. Dang. So my good sis Google and her reverse image search found him in a heartbeat. Wow. And sent and said co-host sent a message to his employer saying, your company says that it values, you know, diversity and this, that, and the third. 
why is he still working there? I hope you do come to a swift resolution in this matter. Mm. And the guy gets fired. What was on? What was he posting? I can show you screenshots when we're off the air. Okay. But short version, entitled guy shoots a message to my co-host's friend saying, hey, hi, and then uses a racial slur because said friend did not respond quick enough. Mm, so that whole, like, I'm pissed you didn't, like, respond in a moment, so now I'm going to start being an asshole. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And then next thing you know, he's fired and making YouTube videos that's digging himself further into the ground and uh, posting on a Reddit or on a subreddit about uh, trying to get an employment lawyer because he's saying he got fired for being gay or hired, hired or fired for being on a hookup app. And I'm like, you got fired for using anti-black language, sis. Mm-hmm. So he's just kind of proving His... it more true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. But yeah, I'm honestly loving doing podcasting. Sweet. I just wish I could teleport because it's a long drive from my apartment to the studio. Mm. Where's your studio? We are just outside of the north side. Okay. So it's it, it's a hike. Oh, no, we're like 15 minutes from O'Hare. Ooh. Okay. That's very, very far. But yeah. we get to crack jokes, uh, occasionally have emotional moments, because, again, we were talking about, you know, losing people mm-hmm. um, and how we best cope with that and how you should try your best not to isolate yourself, even though it feels like you should. It's mm-hmm. going to just lead into a downward spiral. We've talked about, like I said, navigating these hookup apps and stuff and how my block button gets a massage on the weekly. <laughs> um <laughs> But we also bring up nerd culture, and I'll either talk about something nerdy like video games or anime or something like that, or um, I'll do like an album review. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, the first one I did was talking about uh, To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar, which is by far my top two albums, and it's not number two. <laughs> <laughs> nice. it's, it's incredible from top to bottom. What's number one? Hmm? What's number one? That was the joke. Oh. Oh. Um, it's not it, number two. Oh. <laughs> it's it's been a day (laughs) but no that that album was especially important to me because of the touching on mental health there's a specific part in the song or a specific part in the album where kendrick is trying to sound like he's drunk and in a hotel room and crying about Mm -hmm. something that's happening and it sounds like he's trying but not actually crying and then towards the end of it I guess it got a little too real because it sounded like he was actually crying at the end. Mm. Um, and the last line of that song is how it's something, something money won't stop a suicidal weakness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't mm-hmm. know, just talk actually like bringing mental health to the forefront in the black community is something I really want to keep pushing. Yeah. yeah. Because you can't pray it away despite what my grandma wants to think. I love her to pieces, but no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you seen Country in concert? I wish. Yo. You have to see Kendrick Lamar in concert. Like, you if, have to, have to. Have if to. he's in the vicinity. He's literally, like, I went to go see him. I bought a ticket, and I was up front. And it oh, was wow. literally the best concert ever. Wow. Like, you wouldn't even have to be up front for this concert, because he uses the whole entire, like, floor as his concert stage. Mm-hmm. Like, the stage was purely, like, visuals. He had, like, someone doing, like martial art moves while he was sitting there like standing there Kung all Fu red King. and he had another person just like dancing around him while the ceiling came down and like oh, lights wow. everywhere and he like popped into the floor then he came out on the other side of the what that stadium but this that the floor like so mm-hmm. the stage is here and he went from here 
here. So he was in the middle of the floor with this girl in a cage dancing, and he was on top of it. It's fucking wild. I like, he need is this a, in my life. He is a visual artist. I've if actually, I've ever seen one, I've actually yet to go to a hip hop concert. Oh my god, that was so, that was so well, good. Well, I mean, I technically did go to a Nick Cannon concert when I was in like six. That grade. does not Aww. count. <laughs> <laughs> it was free, and I was ten. There, there you <laughs> go. Okay, okay. You still didn't enjoy it the most you could have. I do not remember a single thing that Even happened. Even better. Go to another <laughs> Nice. If I get the opportunity, I absolutely will. I do want to go to more concerts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely, like, fun to go by yourself, too. Because you don't have to, like, rely on somebody. Mm. Like, I, I enjoy going to concerts by myself. If my friends are too cheap to buy, like, floor tickets that cost over $100, I'll go by myself. Because mm-hmm. then you'll just go. You'll find people, hopefully, that look like you and vibe like you. And you'll just like dance with them. If not, you're gonna have the only opportunity to go by yourself and charge to the front and not have to worry about any single person. Mm, and dragging a line of yeah. people behind you. Yeah, because I do that, and it's just like people get pissed, and I get extra pissed. I'm like, I bought fucking tickets. I'm gonna get to the front, and I don't have to do it with other people. So it's like, yeah, just go by yourself if you want. Yeah. yeah. What scares me is that it might end up like a bit like a Beachella experience. What do you mean? There were a lot of like concert goers at. Coachella last year mm-hmm. that had no idea of like three quarters of her discography mm. so they were just like I don't know what's going I'm on in but front. I like the beat she at one point flat out said y'all ain't stanking enough for me <gasps> I mean meanwhile I would be there like losing my entire mind yeah like, people who are usually at the front for Beyonce constantly like crying like in tears it's funny because I noticed that I was at a friend's house over the weekend and they had the documentary on. Mm-hmm, which I just watched. And I noticed that in some of the shots of the crowd, I was like, y'all shouldn't be in front. Like, you could see some of the people who you're like, you shouldn't be in front. Because they, like, obviously didn't know the songs. And you could, like, tell. And they weren't getting into the band. Yeah. Um, that band. Like, I didn't know half the songs. But the fact that they put it to a an HBCU-style big mm-hmm. band mm-hmm. like that. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I'd be rocking out. That and I'm, I'm so mad at those transitions. They were too smooth. <laughs> it was confusing. It was just and red. In and the yellow. yes, and red. And I, I asked my friend. I'm like, how is this happening? <gasps> and she's like, it's different versions of the concert. I'm like, but it's magical. Like it's <laughs> weird. It's how is it just changing? They were so smooth. I almost couldn't wrap my brain around the fact that it was different performances. Mm-hmm. I was like. Is she like cloning herself? Like, how is this happening? They, they <laughs> it was so for eight months crazy to get it solid like that. It was seamless. Yeah, it was so seamless. Yeah. It was a. I'm not a big Beyonce Beyonce person, but like I will say that she is like a good fucking performer. Mm-hmm. Like she will like she's dedicated. Her and dancers are dedicated. Everyone. Did you watch the? Uh, did you watch Homecoming? Yeah, no, I watched it. One of my I went to a, another meeting and we had it playing in the background and I'm just like looking at it, I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. Like everything. Like the dancers moving in and out. Yeah, like, you could tell it's rehearsed yeah. to perfection. Yeah. yeah. But there were still some parts where there was ad lib. Yeah, oh, absolutely. There was, they had like, she, it was like her and Solange were up there. Oh, that was and so And it was cute. so wholesome. And like Solange fell and then Beyonce fell and they and I, danced like in sync on the floor together. I like, thought, I'm like, what? <gasps> what happened? That was <laughs> <laughs> It was so cute. I was so mad. Like all of it is so cute. Like it was, it was, it was a good, it was a good yeah. concert. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I might actually, once we're done, I may have to look, look up some uh, Kendrick tickets. Oh my god. See if he's going to be in the area. I don't know if he's going to come back. I know he came, like, after I saw him, he was in Chicago again playing with SZA, but I'm not sure if he's going to go play again. But also, Childish Gambino's playing a lot of Palooza. So, Tempting. if you're a Childish Gambino fan. Tempting. I gotta see if that's the same weekend of WakandaCon or not. Oh, I forgot that was a thing. Here? WakandaCon? Yeah. It is happening July 26th, 27th, and 28th. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. At, I believe, the Hyatt Regency. Oh, cool. And I fully plan on being there. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the convention that inspired my podcast to start with. I, really? I feel like I have to be there. You have to stay face, yeah. Plus, there's some people that just need need their ass whooped in a Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Oh my God, stop! <laughs> I fucking love Dragon Ball Fighter Z. That's like one of the two reasons I want to get a PS4. That reason and Kingdom Hearts. That's it. Do it. <sighs> Plus, and I have a PS4, so so we can see who's actually better at the game. If anyone has a PS4 for sale with two controllers and a one terabyte, <laughs> throw that out there. Buy it <laughs> from you. Please email me at. <laughs> find you on instagram yes. send you a dm please please or just give it to me if you have it i'll take even it. better I'm surprised my old my old co-worker the one that i was actually friends with and mm-hmm. am still friends with like before the drop and after but he actually found a, a ps4 and an extra controller on facebook marketplace for like a hundred bucks it was one of those it was one of those people that bought it mm-hmm. played a couple games on it ultimately got either a switch or an, or an xbox one and got more games that they liked on that other system and the playstation was collecting dust mm-hmm. which I get, but also a hundred dollars. It's like a fucking steal. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why they. That's why they have two playstations now. Oh my god. <laughs> I want to get one really bad, but I'm like so tempted to just wait to see if another system comes out. Well, they are planning a PS5 already. I know, so I'm just like, if I get it, am I gonna get another one? Would it be worth? Then it? you'll want the next one. Yeah, I'm just gonna want the next one. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not sure if it'll be worth me buying it and having to get another one. Cause mm-hmm. It's gonna be the same thing with like better specs you're gonna it, it, we're getting to the point where people are gonna need 4k tvs yeah because the ps4 pro already can play games on 4k mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like i've got another tv i've got a ps4 i've like rearranged Sounds my like whole entire... an expensive interest yes to keep up with true but also kind of like a thing that's like <laughs> kind of like a phone like once you have it you'll have it mm-hmm. for a very very long time unless some idiot or yourself spills something on it and or drops it, then you're like, okay, well, this is my fault. <laughs> but not if you want to keep getting every update when it comes out. Because I feel like that's how they take your money with phones, too. They'll release one, but then everybody wants the new one. I've had, before I got the phone that I had, I've had my phone for a good, like, I want to say since 2015. So I had my phone for a very long time. I plan on keeping this phone until like three other iPhones come out. Yeah, that's like, what I do. This is just going to be like... I it's... can't imagine like, oh, the new one's out. I just need to spend $1,000 on a new one again. Like, no. No, no, no. I'm just going to get a PS4. As soon as I get it, I'm going to be playing that shit. And like, keep that one. do it for as long as I can. Fighter-Z, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which I absolutely love. I think... I don't know. I... Oof. Oof. There's also a lot of like, um... What's the word? Not a... What word am I thinking of? Not like RPG, but more like a kind of like a Left 4 Dead type games and mm-hmm. like um, Red Redemption type games on Shooters? PS4. Hmm? Shooters? No, like a what the fuck am I like story plot games? I can't think of the name that I'm thinking of. Kind of like Red, that Left 4 Dead, Red Redemption, um, Kingdom Hearts 4, 3, Kingdom Hearts 3. 
Um, I'm really bad. I'm really tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so all these things I'm saying probably don't make sense. But I would like more format like those games. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be better if I just only upgraded my TV so I could actually like see all of the details in full effect. Yeah, there's there's certain games that are really good for that. Like, yeah. like I said, like Horizon, you can, on some of the close-ups, even with a standard HD TV mm-hmm. and the regular PlayStation, um, you'll get close-ups where you can see like pores on their faces and like the different flecks of color in their eyes so and see slightly like you see that their teeth aren't perfectly straight. Mm-hmm. You see like rain droplets making their clothes darken and yeah. everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Technology. Like it's so it's so intense. It's so cool. <laughs> we are already at wrap-up time. <gasps> oh no! Also, we are. Yes. Okay. We'll have to <laughs> clip out some of the nerdy chit chat. Oh no! You're good. You're good. <laughs> It's my fault. It's 100%. <laughs> okay. So. Plug time. Shameless plug. Shameless plug initiated. <laughs> so, for those who weren't paying attention or those who are just joining back us again, uh, I am one half of the Baldwin Kids, a podcast dedicated to discussing sociopolitics, mental health, and nerd culture. <laughs> um, we can be found on Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and oh what's the other one called sprout buzzsprout buzzsprout um you can find us on all of these platforms um we post weekly we are a loud mess um (laughs) in between each section of the show we have music usually made by either my co-host or a friend of his we occasionally have guests that pop in and kind of just add a third point of view to the show but and sometimes we'll like focus on what the guest does but I like having guests for the third point of view because I mean, if we're just talking back and forth, it's it's nice, but it can turn into an echo chamber sometimes because mm-hmm. Vesta and I agree on like everything. <laughs> but yeah, we post weekly. We usually do Fridays, but we might be shifting to a Mondayly posting. You can get a hold of us if you want to send us any messages or anything at askthebkcast at gmail dot com. We also have a Facebook page, just the Baldwin Kids Podcast, with our logo hand drawn by yours truly. Um, and edited by my uh, co-host to look nice. <laughs> but yeah, uh, get into us. We're going to be doing big things soon. Awesome. Very mm-hmm. cool. Thanks for coming back. Thank you. It's great to have Thanks you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond Queer Stories. Also check out the creator of our podcast music, B. Studwell. She's an incredible queer artist from D.C. And you can check out her music at bstudwell.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes, don't forget to rate us so others will be able to find our podcast. Talk, Talk to you all, all next week. week. Next time on Beyond Queer Stories. The logical part of my mind there, I already knew he was right. Because my mom was a D student in high school and she's got a master's degree. But I still felt something wrong in the pit of my stomach. Because the emotional part of me couldn't let go of the idea that failing one test meant that I was a failure in life. Bye. Bye.